Yeah. Good morning. It is 10-12, and it's a Friday, and I'm excited because we have some friends in, and we're going to be talking about some stuff that's going on in the community and how you can get involved. First, I want to I shout this out, the Bear Fruit Bakery. They are located in Texas City, and this is off 6th Street. This is the brand-new location that just opened, I believe, next to Hey Mikey's. Hey Mikey's, correct. And that's that's no joke. First of all, this bear looks like he has it going on. They uh, He has like a big old fruit thing on his head. Can you hand me, Ethan, can you hand me that so I can show off this? It's a big old cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. This is heavy. There's some weight in this. Yeah, it's enough to uh, feed a small village. <laughs> yes. Ooh, so this looks really good. So Bear Food uh, Bakery, how long? They've just been open, like I think three like, weeks, two, three weeks. And they're doing an amazing month. job. Yeah, it's been great, great for the community. Yeah. And there's still some room on 6th Street. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. So shout out to Bear Food Bear Fruit Bakery. That's it. Go check them out on 6th Street in Texas City. So let's switch it on the FM, and then I'm going to get my guests introduced, and we're going to learn everything that they have going on and that how, how you can get involved as well. So here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Right now it is 1014 on a Friday, and we are back. So I was talking to PowerFit Meals about some of the ways that you can plan for 2020, which is nuts to say, new decade. And we are spreading some positivity this morning. I have some guests in the studio. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and share everything that they have going uh, going on. I'm going to start with you, Tom. Yeah, hi. Good morning. Tom Munoz, Emergency Manager, uh, Homeland Security Director for the City of Tech City, and proud to say a board member with CASA. With CASA. And so we got Connie. How are yes, you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Can you talk about, about CASA? So it's CASA of Galveston County. Yes, and CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate. And it is a national organization that started more than 45 years ago. And CASA of Galveston County is a local program. And we are a volunteer-driven organization that serves abused and neglected children in our community. Yeah, so the, this is specific to Galveston County. But 45 years ago, this organization, did it start somewhere else? It did. It started in Seattle, Washington. And now there are more than 950 programs nationwide. And in Texas, there are 72 local programs. Okay. And the one in in Galveston County, I'm looking at some numbers right here, but um, it looks like y'all have been able to affect a lot of, of local kids' lives. That's correct. We've been in the community for more than 20 years. Uh, We've been a um, independent nonprofit for five years now, and um, in the last three years, we've grown more than a thousand percent service to children. Uh, We, in this last fiscal year, we served more than 442 children in the community. How long have you been involved with this organization? Uh, The local program, I've been involved for four years, um, but I've been involved in child welfare for more than 20 years. What is it that made you, you know, pursue where you are today? How did you end up uh, working in this organization? Um, my professional career started in human resources in corporate America. Uh, and uh, my husband and I became foster parents for children in the foster care system. And we um, built our family and adopted three children that were foster children. And um, one day sitting in the courtroom... I realized that my voice as a foster parent wasn't as powerful as the voice of a court-appointed special advocate. So that's how I became involved more than 20 years ago uh, with CASA. What is a a court-appointed special advocate? What What does that mean? 
So we are a court appointed special advocate is a special extraordinary volunteer and they are appointed by the court to serve as the best interest voice for abused and neglected children. And um, once abuse and neglect is um, a, a case opens in the court system, uh, a judge appoints a, a CASA to serve that child's voice in, in court. And although they have an, a, an attorney that's appointed for their wishes, best interest and wishes are not necessarily always aligned. And so we need to make sure that children return to safety and security and that um, they have their health, emotional health, their physical health, and their education looked out while they're in foster care. Yeah, so the, there will be the child and they have a voice and they'll be able, you know, maybe an attorney that's appointed. And then you have the, the CASA, the, the advocate that, that y'all help, you know, and how do you, how do you pick that? They're volunteers. So they have to go through a process and then they help, then they're able to help these kids? They are. And I guess one of the ways to kind of look about, look at what a court appointed special advocate is, we are considered the eyes and the ears of the judge in the community. So a judge can't necessarily go to the home or to the school or talk to the doctor. So they rely on the information that a court appointed special advocate gathers outside of the courtroom to bring back and raise concerns or recommendations to remedy whatever the child needs. And so an, an, an advocate is a community member who wants to affect the life of a child. And yes, there's an application process, lots of background checks, and most importantly is a 35-hour training that they have to complete. And then you're actually sworn in as an officer of the court wow. to serve um, in that powerful role. Tom, you, you know, you work with the city and for the city of Texas City, and you are uh, you always have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of positive stuff going on, and sometimes we have issues, but you have to, I've seen you on the news before. You're, you're very busy, um, it, but you find time for an organization like this. Why did you choose to get involved with this? Well, unfortunately, though, um, I was, you know, I was exposed to this system, so as a kid, right, this child, and, and so, you know, I, I think God puts things in our in our in our lives to either make it a negative or a positive. And then I was part of the United Way, and, and then I met Connie, and I remember listening to what they did. And, you know, having that opportunity as a kid, the whole court system is a very scary thing. Mm -hmm. the, the whole, it's a scary process for a kid who doesn't have a voice. And then, you know, later it seems like it was institutionalized. You know, it's like you kind of knew the steps. If I would have had something such as CASA growing up, I think would have made life a little easier. You know, I, this is an organization that when I saw and I was blessed that, you know, kind of reached out and said, hey, would you like to be part of a board? And then there is an application process. And I think that's probably one of the most stressful things. <laughs> I kept on calling, hey, man, am I going to get in? Am I going to get in? You know, but that gave me the opportunity to give forward and and to utilize that negative into a positive where um, – you know, I was telling Connie before we came in here, there's a lot of bad in this world, but this is the good that people have to see. And I think to give a child a voice, and, and she mentioned the key word, emotional support, mm -hmm. and having that somebody's got your back, per se. That And that was why this board is, is it means a lot to me. And, and I know as busy as I am, those are one of the things that, you know, it's it's rewarding. Yeah. It is very rewarding to be part of a group that, 
actually wakes up and cares, you know, not that people don't, but just, just being in that focus, but being part of the system, I think this was an opportunity and it was an opportunity that was presented that uh, gives me the, you know, the, the options to, to go see what's happening and, and to make a difference. Yeah. So, uh, Casa of Galveston County, that's what we're talking about. So the advocate, the volunteer, do they have time to sit down and talk to the kid to see what their wishes are? Or do they just, hey, you know, this is what I am, and, and I'm just kind of observing. Do they have a friendship or a bond of some kind? Yes, most definitely. And the advocate is probably one of the most consistent adults in the life of a child as they track their journey through the child welfare system. The advocate meets with the child minimally every single month. And they're also visiting them in the home. They're visiting them at school. Many of our advocates go to school functions, see them out in their sports, um, extracurricular activities. They get to know the child very intimately. That way they can advocate most appropriately for what the child needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned a lot of times the kids may not have their own I mean, they don't know it, but this is what they've been raised in or experienced, so they don't realize, like, hey, there's something different. There may be a better a better life. So the, ad, the advocate can come in and say, like, hey, you know, this is what the child's wishes are, but the attorney is not going to be able to potentially go there every day, but the, the volunteer will. I think what's really important to know is the goal is always reunification. Mm-hmm. We want parents have a right to raise their children, and children want to be home because that's their parents, and they love right. their parents. But if their parents can't keep a safe home, then the child needs to be somewhere else until safety can be secured. Um, Because we don't want children. Trauma affects children for their lifetime. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to keep exposing children to trauma that we can avoid. And so we want to make sure that we're advocating most appropriately, but always in the very beginning. Reunification is the goal. Here's a question. This is from uh, this question is from Joel. He wants to know: uh, Is there an age limit to become a volunteer, and what kind of requirements straight off the bat before you go through any checks? Sure, you have to be at least 21 years of age, and it's about five to 12 hours a month is your time commitment. Okay, so be able to commit that time and, mm-hmm. and 21, and then go through some kind of screening, background checks, and then a training. I think you said like 35 hours. Yes, and we ask for a minimum of a one-year commitment to the child. Okay. And once you have that child, is it like one volunteer per child or do you have multiple children that you may be able to help? So usually the advocate is appointed to the family. So there may be one child, there might be five children, depending on how many children in the family. The family situation. That's correct. Okay. Um, So we're talking about Galveston County, um, CASA of Galveston County, and this is an opportunity that you can volunteer if you want to help and uh, affect local kids. So- is there, are y'all a nonprofit as well? Or are y'all we are a nonprofit, yes. So if people want to support in that way, maybe they can't volunteer, they're able to support you guys? Yes, and they can go to our website at casagalveston.org slash give. Okay. Let's see. Right now it is 1024. This is khearadio.com, 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. We're talking to Mr. Tom Munoz, and we're talking to Connie Ricketts about Casa of Galveston County. If you have any questions, feel free to go to our Facebook page as we are streaming live on there. If you're listening on 99.5 FM and you have any questions or thoughts, you can always text me 346-704-1806 or go to social media and type it in there. Um, Ethan, you know, you are, you're a young, a young guy, right? Yeah. And 
I know your parents. I know your mom. She's awesome. You have a great family. Um, but you're not 21 yet, so you can't volunteer. I cannot. Do you have any ways or like brainstorming ways that you could maybe get involved? Maybe I guess like social media sharing yeah, is the or, one thing that comes to mind. Or maybe if I did like a Facebook fundraiser or something to yeah. donate. Like, yeah. Like, you know, how people do like for their birthdays. They're like, oh, for my birthday, instead of like getting me gifts, you know, if you guys could just like donate to, you know, this organization is close to my heart, stuff like that. Yeah. There's also Giving Tuesday, which we just got passed after, you know, Black, like Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber <laughs> Monday, Giving Tuesday. And I saw some Facebook fundraisers that way. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Is that something that people did? Were people able to uh, to give on Tuesday? Did y'all notice anything that we, day? We did, and we had um, many of our stakeholders did donate on Giving Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. It's a great day, but Giving Tuesday is only one day out of the year, and so there's always opportunity every day of the year to give back. Yeah. Hey, Tom, who are some other people that are involved, you know, on the board uh, with you as well? Is there anybody I know? Connie, and well, and I got... Tim Max is there quite a bit. He's been uh, he's been a big big part of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just got in. You know, really November was my first meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Right okay. before the holidays, so it means it's it's extra special too for me. Right before the holidays, you yeah, know, to and be able I, to give back. It's very important to give back, especially in the holidays. I mean, I try and teach my my son who's he's seven about that. Like, hey. You know, we're fortunate and you're going to get Christmas presents, but there, there's a reality out there where if you need to, you know, we need to teach our kids to volunteer Absolutely. pretty much. And especially Absolutely. during this this holiday season. Absolutely. So, hey, were you at the Texas City Parade the other day? Unfortunately, I was out in Houston. <laughs> Handling yeah, our, some business? Um, yeah. we were. At, well, actually, I was in Austin, as a matter of fact, at the Senate committee hearing on that one for mass violence and community safety of all things. So, wow. Yeah, that was pretty neat. So, yeah. Is right. there people from all over the state they go to that? Pretty much. It was myself, Mike Matranka, and um, we had um, Constable show up, too, and then some guys from Houston and Austin. So mm-hmm. it was a good Senate committee in front of Senator Taylor and Senator Huffman and stuff, so it was good. And yeah. A lot's been going on, and, you know, with, with, with Casa doing that, and it's just been a very uh, – it's been a good month, you know, Marathon last night. I was telling them that they donated two hundred thousand to the city to allow us to buy a, a mobile command unit. You know that we're going to need. I know, saw the uh, pictures. I saw. I was like, "Is that?" T- t-? I was like, "That's the giant check, two hundred thousand dollars. That's <laughs> yeah, cool." Marathon. Yeah, yeah, of course. That that was good. We had that. So it's been a lot. We I see. Connie's like, well, "So what needs to happen is we uh, need Tom to use those marathon connections <laughs> to kind of, you know, maybe support." Another local organization. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, those are the things, man. Like, like this organization just does amazing things, you know. And, and Yeah. But, the, you know, we're, you know, I'll tell you, we've been blessed. You know, we, we have a, a great, great community, awesome community. And, you know, everything from public and private partnerships, you know, with, with Connie. And then we do a lot of work with Gulf Coast, you know, uh, the mental health authorities and just everything they do with, you know, crisis. And it's just, it's, it's a great great team effort you know yeah uh, and it's really work out of love that's what i was telling connie that you know it's just you love to do this yeah connie you mentioned that you were a foster parent and then you ended up adopting children right so what is the holiday season christmas time look like um for for foster kids because i'm sure that's it's not the easiest situation but I mean, are, are there organizations that, you know, do they get presents? Do they do they know? Or just like it's another day at school? Like, what does that look like? 
So for our organization, we have um, what we call our Christmas angels. Um, their name is Paul and Fallon Mitchum. And for the last five years, they have adopted all of our children that we serve. And that's almost 300 children. And they have, um, they go out and bring their family and friends and the children create a wish list. And today is the day they're going to be delivering all the gifts to our office. And then our volunteers will come on Monday and we have a big wrap, uh, wrapping party. And then they will go out and deliver all the gifts to the children. That's awesome. It's really awesome. And this year we also have had um, the Galveston County Health District. Some children that came into care recently in November were not on the original um, list to get gifts. And so they went out and took 40 children and bought gifts for them. So we're very grateful for them. We've had some other community members to donate money for any children that come into care um, that we will serve between now and the holidays so they aren't left out. You know, so we are so blessed. There's an organization that throws birthday parties for kids living in, in, um, in care, and there's a, a gala taking place, which I didn't even, like, until I did KTA radio, I guess I was oblivious. I didn't know, like, what a gala was. Like, I was like, what's a gala? <laughs> I was like, that's cool. You know, like, oh, you know, and then you get to raise money for this great organization. So there's one taking place in January at, at another uh, place that, that, that we know. But that whenever I first heard about what they did, I was like, okay, so there's kids that have never had a birthday party. There's kids that that have never gotten a gift or a, a pillowcase. They, that's one of the things they do. They say they, they do these pillowcases whenever it's like a kid, you know, in December they have a birthday. They each get an individual like thing and they're just, they're so ecstatic. Like this is mine. This is something that is mine and I'm taking it and I know it has my name on it. I don't have to share it. It's not used. Um, the first time I heard about that, the reality, it just like broke my heart. And I was like, I want to do everything that I can to spread the word about how people can get involved and help out. These are local kids. You know, these aren't living... You know, they're local here, Texas City, wherever, you know, in Galveston County. And this is a way that we can all get involved, volunteer or raise money or just there's all kinds of ways you can get involved. That's why I asked Ethan earlier. I was like, there's things I'm not even thinking about. But if you have an idea, let us know and we can see if it's possible. Yeah, no, I think, you know, what what Connie mentioned, you know, those are the things that, um, you know, and then the other group I always I always think about too is the senior citizens. You know, there's this huge thing that oh well, they all have somebody to take care of them, and we have a great senior under Dennis uh, service under Dennis Harris and Lenora Mendez who, with the city and God, they do some amazing work. You know, and little things like you realize that you know small even just a blanket for Christmas means a lot, and you know those type of things. And like I say, that's one of the fortunate things about our city. Casa, you know, is a reminder that that there is good people. Yeah, there really is. There really is, and and those are the things that I love about this community. And like shows like yours, you know, I mean, you, not too many people get free, you know, cinnamon buns, and <laughs> it's a tough job. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough job. Connie, where are you? Where are you from? Oh, I grew up in North Texas, and um, moved away for about fourteen years, and then I've. Been back here for about four years now. Okay. In in Texas. In Texas. Mm-hmm. So you moved out of state? I did. Where? Moved to New England, to Massachusetts. Ooh. Where it's really cold. Yeah. I was at H E B yesterday and I saw some 
clam chowder on the bottom row of my <laughs> progresso <laughs> soup thing and that's what i think of like i know it's like it's it's from a can it's and not the same right <laughs> it's, it's not, not the same, same. <laughs> it's even better, <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> because it's from heb it's one it's of those gotta be exact, good, right? it's gotta be good texas pride you know for sure yeah well heb is just a, a great community partner anyway yeah, yeah. they they do a lot they as well do a lot. So, what was your favorite part about living in in New England? Is there like good food up there, or is the weather? Good food. Not the weather. Sea <laughs> <laughs> water freezes. <laughs> what people don't realize in New England is that you can be in another state in like fifteen or twenty minutes or an hour, where in Texas it takes you twelve hours to go from one side to the other, and so that was one of the most unique parts of living there was um, being able to explore. Vermont and New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, all those neat little states in and around. In Texas, it takes you forever just to get anywhere. I feel like they're so cute, you know, so small. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to hop over to Connecticut. It's like you guys. Your clam chowder. Watching your Super Bowl winning sports teams. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. right. Like 12 in a row. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. But we're glad you're back. So four years you've been back in Texas. I was meant to be here. Yeah. And there's a lot of good that, that can still be done and y'all and y'all are doing. So yeah. Yeah. hey, we're gonna take a quick break on the FM. It's ten thirty-three. This is KHEA radio.com, ninety-nine point five FM. All right, so we're still live on, on Facebook and recording video and everything. Oh, we're still recording. I have to make sure I, I remind everybody yeah, that we're still recording. We, no, you weren't here. You weren't here the other the other day when that happened. But they didn't even say anything bad. It was a couple you can go back and watch that show. It was like four days ago or something. <laughs> Somebody said something out but I said it in the like the lead out. I was like, we're going to take a quick break on the FM. We're going to keep it going on KATA, you know, record video, whatever. And then they were like, after they were like, wait, we were still recording. I was like, yeah. It's like, you didn't tell me. I was like, well, I didn't tell you specifically, but I but said it I out w- in the I atmosphere. Think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get the message. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to make sure I say that. That's good. Just in case. <laughs> so. Saw Kurt out there. It was good seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. And Dio said to tell y'all hello. Yeah. I miss Dio. What is it again? Diognacio. Diognacio. Yeah. I always make fun of him. Is that Greek? (laughs) (laughs) He's a good guy, man. You know, really, he's he's a great asset to the city. Great asset. Yeah, he is. And actually, uh, the recordings that he's doing now. And by the way, great videos. They've been really good that y'all are doing for us. Thank you. On the public. And doing shelter. We're going to change it now to uh, shelter indoors versus shelter in place. I think it makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. we were. I, I we wanted to make sure we had the steps right because I remember in the car I was like, "Do you stay in the car?" But there's so much that I've learned from working with you uh-huh. and doing, uh, you know, the videos and the pump system and everything else. I'm just like, this is awesome. Yeah. So yeah. we got some great people working here at the city. Yeah. We really do. Yep. Yep. Cool. So you mentioned um, that you're married, right? Yes. Does your husband? Is he? Is he able to help or at least support you in? In this organization, he does. He um, uh, he's very passionate about Casa as well because he knows the difference that we make, and so he participates in in any way that he can, whether it's doing something around the office or helping at one of our fundraisers. Or he's he's kind of the the title husband, you know, husband of Casa. And so yes, he's very supportive. Cool. And so are my children. Yeah. And you had you had those three, mm-hmm. three, kids. and they all had Casa as a Casa volunteer in their life. Wow, how many 
how many volunteers do y'all have? I was trying to find that on there. Like how many people currently volunteer? Like how many do y'all need or what's the idea? Is there like an mm-hmm. ideal goal? That's a great question. Um, so we currently have about 125 active volunteers. Last year we had more than 150 that served, but some of them had served their time and moved mm-hmm. on to other, you know, volunteer opportunities. But we have about 43 children that still need a CASA volunteer. And so there's always a need for more volunteers. So you can just imagine that um, you decide to volunteer and your case lasts more than, usually the typical case is about two years long, even though we ask for a minimum of one year commitment. We'd like you to stay for the entire time the child's in the child welfare system, just for that consistent, you know, adult that stays with them throughout. And has the history of when they came in to when they leave. Um, and But sometimes the, the ebb and flow, sometimes the, the, the case may last longer. And so we don't have that, uh, that available volunteer that we're thinking we're going to have two years down the road. Yeah. So we're, there's always um, constantly we are recruiting and training. We do. We host about six trainings a year. And throughout the community, we host information sessions about CASA four times a month. And you can find those on our website at casagalveston.org. We host one in our office in Texas City. We host one in Galveston at the Rosenberg Library, one at the Dickinson Library, and one at the Helen Hall Library. And we fluctuate the times when those are happening every month. And those are set all the way through February. So Mm -hmm. go to our website and find out when... Our recruitment and uh, communications associate will be there to talk about CASA. So I have a question. There may not be an answer for it, and I know every case is different, so mm-hmm. that's probably why there isn't an answer. But I wanted to ask. So I, you mentioned the goal is to always get the, the child, the children, the kids back with, uh, with their family, with their parents. Mm-hmm. That, that's always the goal. When does it get to the point where... I guess the judge is the person who makes the decision, like, maybe they're not. We need to get them in a... So if they're in foster care bouncing around, it may be better for them to be adopted. Is that just like a case-by-case basis? And do they do that even, like, I just don't know. So, yes, it is a case-by-case basis, and the judge does make the final decision. And, you know, we have federal laws and state laws that, that govern how a case is going to happen in the court system. And so there's court hearings that happen throughout the period of time that the that the case is open. And yes, usually nine months into the one year time frame, you're looking at are parents making a safe home for the children or is there still a lot of work to be done? And so then so those decisions are made. Besides returning children to their family that they were removed from, you know, we're always looking for relatives. And so that is if they can't be at home with their parents at the time that we want them to be with their relatives, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and kinship. Kinship is can be someone that may not be biologically related, but can be someone that's really significant in their life. So they're always looking for those kind of connections for children before they go into foster care Um, but yes uh, and annually we host a adoption day celebration in Galveston and it was just it's always the Saturday before Thanksgiving 
and we have a big celebration at the courthouse. And this year there were 10 children that were adopted into nine families. And so it is a big celebration. There's lots of activities and we decorate the courtroom. There's games and to, to celebrate forever families. There's, there's some organizations that are, and, and just people and families that I've talked to who have who have gone through the adoption process. And I, from what I understand, and they told me, it can be pretty long and it gets very expensive. Um, and I assume that's because they're doing checks and making sure, like you said, the process, you got to go through everything mm-hmm. to make sure it, it's it's right. But um, should it be, I don't know, like easier is the right word. But, you know, if the screening's done, should it be more affordable to adopt? That's a great question that I don't necessarily have um, a specific answer for. Um, there is some support when families use the National Adoption Day Foundation and participate on National Adoption Day. And I'm sure that there's other resources out there that I'm not particularly aware of to help families alleviate some of the costs involved in, in adoption. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got a text from Ethan. He'll be right back. <laughs> so we had the College of the Mainland graduation here last night. Um, they do that. You know, there's the the one in May, and there's usually, like, multiple, and they, they pack pack it out. Um, and then they had it last night, which I wasn't here, but I'm sure there was – it was a good time. I didn't hear any complaints. I could have watched the li- – I should have watched the live stream to critique it. <laughs> I love that. Whenever you see like video, I'm like, just not. I don't know in a positive way, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, That's graduating, exciting. yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I love that we're able to do that because it's, I guess as far as I know, unless they did it outside, it's uh, you know one of the bigger facilities here. We, we seat about four thousand people in there, and there's a bunch of uh, great cameras and screens and seats and everything else. So um, yeah, the College of the Mainland graduation last night. If you want to go back and watch it, I'm sure you can go to College of the Mainland's website. I want to stream it on the radio, though, and I've asked, but I've never been in, in the meeting when they do any of the, like, agreement or negotiate. I was like, because I think about this. There's there's people like grandmas and anybody who's just maybe they're in a nursing exactly. home or someone can't leave the house for a health reason. So they could turn on KTARadio.com, turn on their radio to 99.5 FM, and just listen to the their friend their child their grandkids name called so that'd be a cool thing but i bring it up to like rp i just need to go straight to dr nichols and be like you know what i tried with my folks nobody's listening to me dr nichols is a great guy we we love dr nichols he's done some amazing things yeah awesome guy i had him him in studio like a year and a half ago he's he's awesome i need to get him back We'll see him next I'm going to tag him. We'll see him next Tuesday at Rotary. If you remember. I'll tell him to call you. Yeah, say, hey, call you at KHA Radio. He's got to bring a a cinnamon roll. He has to one-up it. (laughs) He's got to bring two. He's going to have to bring two. They got a a chocolate cake one he's got to bring over, too. Is it like a cinnamon roll? No. Oh, okay, it was like a chocolate cake cinnamon roll? Yeah, So and they have Pop-Tarts that we're all did. She makes her own Pop-Tarts, so we're like there at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, and I took some home. My kids are like, "Why does this pop tart look different? Because you don't, because <laughs> you don't put it in a toaster and it's done right." <laughs> yeah, it's like it's real. It's it's, it's a real, real thing. Yeah, you don't have to toast it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. What what else have you had from there? The pop tarts. She's got a great chocolate cake and yeah, yeah. It's it's not a it's 
yeah. <laughs> Let's just say I got to work out a little harder. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's great for the holiday season. A lot of times people get New Year's resolutions, you know, in January. Yeah, no, that's no, that's, not, no, no, that's not a good thing to do. Yeah. You, know, you don't put perimeters sometimes. <laughs> It's like, I, I want to eat good food next year. Like 2020, I want to oh, eat yeah, more yeah, desserts. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. More local businesses on 6th Street. More more restaurant-related exactly. places, exactly. for sure. So Exactly. Man, um, so I've had, and they're probably coming back in soon in the next couple of weeks, had um, the library in. And oh, I love yeah. that, you know, that renovation is supposed to be done sometime quick. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Memorial Library there in Texas City. Luke is amazing. And he is, which I'm sad that they're going to be opening only because Luke's been, I guess he's had a little bit more free time, but he's been in studio. And Luke is awesome. I love having him in here. Yeah. He and is, he, and he is one passionate person about libraries. Yes. 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 And we are all very excited for for the new library to open up in our community. Yeah. So fantastic. I tell Luke all the time, I'm like, are you ever sad? <laughs> He's like always happy. Like, no. I was like, I wanna I wanna have what you're having. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some pictures posted from uh I think Memorial Library's Facebook page of the some of the renovations and it looks beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah. I'm very proud of that one. If you ever ask Luke like what his favorite things to read are, just be prepared. And I'm not sure maybe y'all enjoy the same kind of reading, but I was just like he was listing well, you know, and he went on to this stuff, and I was like, you're, I feel like you're just making up people in books. I was expecting him to say, like, it's totally. Like Dr. Seuss or something. Well, you know, like something. Like, like oh. you, me, and Kurt, right? Yeah. yeah, he was like, oh, I enjoyed the Lord of the Rings. No, his, it wasn't like the Lord of the Rings book. It was like stuff that I was like, you're making these 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 things up. Yeah, yeah. It's like way deeper than anything that I've ever imagined. <laughs> ever imagined. I was like, this book is probably about as thick as this yeah. cinnamon roll box. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're used to, like, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, right? <laughs> for kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so we, let's see we got about about five or six minutes left let me switch this back onto the fm we'll talk for a bit more remind everybody how they can get involved in uh in casa here we go <clears throat> good morning this is khea radio.com 99.5 fm i'm guardy it's 10 46 on a friday in december what's the uh today's december the 13th friday the 13th friday the 13th <laughs> It's, it's just a myth. Is it? I guess we'll find out. We'll find. They always <laughs> yeah, say right. like 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 weird things happen like on Friday the thirteenth. You know? <laughs> but this is out of the ordinary. So it's it's already begun. I got this bear fruit bakery cinnamon roll, right there uh, from from Sixth Street delivered today. Cool logo. Bear the bearfruitbakery.com. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stop in there, and tell them thank you and try everything. Yeah. That's good stuff. So. Uh, Tom, can you remind everybody, you know, who you are, what you do? You do a lot of stuff in the community, and people may need to reach out to you for for some reason. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if, if yeah. No, Tom Munoz is the emergency manager, homeland security director uh, for the city of Texas City, and also a proud board member of CASA. CASA. And we got Connie. You are the executive director at CASA. Yes, I am. Can you share what y'all do one more time? I sure can. Uh, you know, we are a volunteer-driven organization. We are a nonprofit here in the community, and we serve the abused and neglected children through the court system. We're appointed as the guardian ad litem for best interest, and we give an abused and neglected child a voice in the court that they might not necessarily have. Yeah, and that's important. It is very. It is a very important role. Yeah, you mentioned. I think forty-five years ago, this organization started. Yes, in Seattle, Washington. A judge was sitting on the bench and he was hearing 
you know, lots of information, but he felt like the real information that he needed could probably only come from a community member that wasn't part of some system. Yeah. And so he went out and found 50 of his friends. They came in, they trained, and that's how the first Court Appointed Special Advocate program started. And now there's more more than 950 programs across the nation in 72 here in Texas, and we're one of the local programs. Will all of the attorneys that are appointed, they're court-appointed attorneys for these kids, um, I assume, right? Yes, the they part? are. Yeah. Yes. And they don't, I mean, they have a lot going on, and there's cases, and I'm sure they have the best interest for the children, but they don't have the opportunity to go to the house and, and talk and have that, that one-on-one bond every time, if at all, I assume. Yes, right? and, and they they do build great relationships as well with the children because they have to articulate their wishes in court. But they don't necessarily spend the detailed amount of time with the children that a, that a CASA does. And we definitely collaborate with Child Protection Services and the attorneys and many of the service providers as Tom mentioned Gulf Coast Family Service Center. You know, uh, we're part. We're a, a United Way agency from United Way Galveston County Mainland, and then you know, so there is this, you know, collaboration and partnership in the community to serve these children in many ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. and earlier you mentioned the goal is to always get the kids and the children back to to the home as long as it's safe. That's correct. Yeah, that's most important. Yeah, and. Um, I don't. Know, I was thinking about this earlier. But you were talking about y'all help the abused and neglected. But there's, and every situation is different. But what are some of the things that these kids are going through that they would have to get removed in the first place? Mm-hmm. Well, most of our children, it's because of neglectful supervision, and our parents, you know, they suffer from mental illness, and there is drug addiction, and so our community, you know, really tries to rally around getting our parents well, and. So they're left with not enough food. They're, there's not enough, you know, in the home to make sure that they are safe. And sometimes there's transient people coming in and out of their homes that keep them from being safe. So there's lots of different situations that bring, um, that bring children into care. Okay. Mm-hmm. How can somebody get involved? What are the, the opportunities for someone like myself or a- anyone? Like what are the different ways that somebody can volunteer or help with uh, your organization? I think one of the best ways is to become a court-appointed special advocate and be that voice. Um, You know, we do have 43 children currently that need a a, a CASA um, volunteer. We serve them through our organization, um, but it's not the same as having their special advocate assigned. And you can go to our website, casagalveston.org, and Go to the volunteer tab and it gives you instructions on how to complete an application, when our trainings are coming up, and other information about information sessions and how to be involved. All right. Well, thank you for, for hanging out today. Is there anything else that y'all would like to share while y'all are here? Just to, just, I, w- I would just like to say that April is Child Abuse Awareness and Prevention Month, and we always host a candlelight vigil at the Justice Center in Galveston. But also you can uh, sponsor a pinwheel, I mean, sponsor a blue ribbon um, in honor or memory or just for a child that's in care. And so be on the lookout for that as as the new year begins in 2020. All right. Tom, anything you got? 
just be safe during the holidays. You know, <laughs> that's all I got to say from the homeland side. Don't pay over the phone. Just, <laughs> I'm the homeland security director. RS is not going to make you pay over the phone and stuff. So, you know, any any issues like that on top. You yeah. Know, definitely, as Connie mentioned, definitely support it from the city safety side. Give us a call. They can call us and have any doubt. on anything. That's going on right now, huh? Like these these phone calls, people and getting like more praying. and more creative and uh tapping into your computer for you know microsoft and uh, none of that is yeah it's just it's just getting more advanced so yeah definitely call the office if you haven't then you know how to get a hold of them yeah any of those issues and uh, but yeah just want to echo and once again thanks for everything you guys do for us as well you know it's been great and happy holidays merry christmas everyone all right <laughs> hey thank, thank you yes thank you all for hanging out if you are watching on facebook feel free to share this stream out um, and, and let us know if you have any questions, and I'll make sure we get those to the appropriate people how you can get involved. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. Bye, Facebook. Y'all be good. Have a good day.